Okay, another Wild Runners podcast. E- evening, Dan. How are you? Evening, buddy. Yeah, all good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Just just about recovered from my team grit workout this morning where it was all red on the on my zone. Yeah, I, I I was jealous of them red lines, mate. <laughs> I think you've, you've you've like tripled my my zones now. Looking at it this week, need to work up a sweat, mate. That's what you need to do. <laughs> I would, but I'm not allowed. Yeah, that's it. You know that you know how it is. I do, I do, and uh, I'll take the Mickey out of uh, you uh, offline. So I don't want <laughs> to upset anyone. Yeah, you're uh, all right, mate. Yeah, and uh, hello to our guest, uh, Tom Nicholas. How are you, mate? Yeah, yeah, good, thank you. Good, good. It's nice to be here. Good. Are you having a good weekend? Yeah, yeah, it's nice and relaxed. Um, yeah, like you, had a had a team grit session uh, yesterday. Uh, got the heart rate up, got the sweat on, and then um, nice chill day today, seeing some family. Oh, good, good. Um, well, so, I mean, for, for those of you that, or people that aren't familiar with Tom, um, obviously you've done, I mean, loads of fundraising, which we're going to go into, uh, I don't even want to know how many tough mothers you've done uh, a lot because you roped me into doing one in in April, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Midlands uh, April with the rest of Team Grit. Uh, which Dan, you're um, if you're allowed, you're welcome to join. Uh, that, does that involve going over them red lines, mate? You know, that's well, like a okay. forbidden territory for me. <laughs> I guess it depends on how hard, <laughs> hard you want to go. Uh, I suppose you could always carry me if need be. Things start yeah. to get, get tough out there. I'll carry you right into the electric shock stuff and then we'll see how. <laughs> and I'll watch. Yeah. yeah. Being a sparky, I'm used to it, mate. So, you know, that's yeah. nothing for me. That is true. Um, but yes, there's more things you've done, Tom. Obviously, the Spartan Ultras, marathons. Have you done Iron Man as, as well? Or? Iron Man is, uh, is September this year. So, okay. um, it's part of the fundraiser. Um, but yeah, no, it's. Uh, yeah, the, the big the big triathlons uh, later this year, which um, I think I can safely say I'm bricking it for. <laughs> well, you've been smashing the bike out, mate, from what I've seen on Yeah, Instagram, yeah. I so. mean, I mean, you can't drown on a bike. Um, <laughs> the, I back myself on my cycling and my running, um, as you would have seen my runs and my cycles. But uh, yeah, swimming is uh, is a bit harder to uh, to conquer. Um, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll get it, mate. I'm sure you get. It. So I do want to move on to all of that sort of stuff. But uh, as you as you know, we kind of like to you know go back to the beginning, find out start your running fitness journey. So where did this sort of crazy obsession that we all have start for you? Um, I guess it's uh it's quite a deep story actually. Um, I was in quite an abusive relationship uh before my current partner and. Uh, it was very much, you can't do this, you can't do that. I saw Tough Mudder and I saw a couple of friends uh, had done one and um, I liked the look of it, wanted to give it a go. Uh, very much kind of all the nasties that came uh, came with, with that sort of uh, relationship. And then once we broke up, first thing I did was um, I booked it. Uh, absolutely loved it. Um, did a very bad job of myself, um, but got the bug. Came, uh, wanted to do better, so went back the year after. So this was 2016. And then just each year, I just did more and more. And now, more often than not, I'm doing a, a, a race in mud, whether that's Tough Mudder or Spartan or or maybe just a road race or a triathlon. So, uh, yeah, to cut a long story short and to save some of the horrible details, um, yeah, that's how it started and uh, never looked back. Oh, good. No, well, obviously, you know, A, please you out of that relationship and, you know, 
be obviously really pleased you found OCR and fitness as a way to to get through that what was it that you liked because like I said I've never done the tough method before so I want to pick your brain a little bit over it. you're an ambassador for them as well yeah yeah so um well uh I mean I'll ask a question how many do you reckon I've done <laughs> I think over 60 oh no not quite <laughs> okay okay um the the Midlands event will be my 30th uh okay. full tough mudder I've done other like um because the way it used to work is you your kind of count would be just the full tough mudders but they had like uh half version so think like the soup so if you think of the full tough mudder like the classic as uh as the beast full spartan they, they had like the halves which was like a super or a 5k but the 5k and the halves didn't didn't count towards your status um now it does but um so in terms of classics i've done yeah i've done 29 so far 30 will be midlands with you guys and um but if you were to include the other ones i'm probably on about 33 okay so how far, how far are we going in? Like, I really We're, um, well, you can blame Sean and Jesse for this because I, I, I posed the question, did they want to do 5, 10 or 15K? And uh, straight away, they both said 15K. So um, then I think they said they posed the question to the rest of Team Grit. I don't know whether they did. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but we're doing 15K, but it, you get more obstacles for your money. So um, no, that's cool, man, 15K. So, that's, uh, yeah, that's cool. I find... I find with the 5k it's a nice introduction one maybe a bit like a bit like the sprint it's kind of a nice taster but um you'll finish the 5k or most people will finish the 5k thinking cool I just want to go back out again now um the 10k is quite a new a new format so I'm not too sure how that play out but um I think a group of guys like us uh with a big team uh that we've got I think the 15k will be absolutely fine and am I right in thinking that Tough Mudder is a lot more, um, whereas Spartan, Spartan's individual, like, isn't it? You, you know what I mean? You don't stop and help. Yeah, so, yeah. so this is going to be like the biggest shock to, I think, quite a lot of the, the Spartan guys who've not done a Tough Mudder before. Like, so I my journey into OCR was, um, was Tough Mudder. Um, yeah. And I only actually sat doing Spartan races in 2019. So I always always didn't really like the look of spartans was there was that rivalry way back when uh when i dipped my toe in and yeah polar polar opposite so spartan obviously as you guys know you're on your own it is a race there will be people around but more often than not it is a test of personal fitness um and ability whereas tough mother there's no time to it it's team building like everybody's there to help each other you'd often find there will be random people there that will give you a hand up a wall or give you a hand to pull you up um, some of the obstacles. Um, yeah, such a, a more of a team building environment, um, like really big on their community. Uh, so they're quite different. Um, I guess they op occupy different areas of the market, hence why they're both now owned by Spartan, but still going. Um, it was quite funny. My first Spartan race, I, I did offer a, a leg up to, uh, to somebody over a wall and they just looked at me as if, what the hell are you doing you're not allowed to do this we're on our own um so i was a bit bewildered by that but yeah yeah no you'll find uh especially i think that i think we've got like a group of 20 of us so i've never oh. ran in this big a group so I'm not sure how that will go <laughs> yeah so yeah we'll see we'll see it should be fun it should be fun yeah it's 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 a day out that's how i'm treating it you know yeah. it's, it is it is fun you know i'm but i'm at 50 50 whether i'm going to go into any of the electric obstacles I mean, I, I'm probably not very good as an ambassador, but um, yeah, I don't touch the electric anymore. Like the first couple of times I did for good measure, and then 
yeah, I just no more. I've done my time in them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I won't judge anybody if they want to miss that out. Um, I because I can't because I'm not going to do it myself. So uh, yeah, but that's that's the difference as well between Spartan and Tough Mudder. Tough Mudder, you can no obstacle is mandatory. Uh, yeah. It's just encouraged. Spartan, obviously, if you if you fail one, you got to get get on your knees and do thirty burpees. Yeah, don't you just. <laughs> bastard spear throw. <laughs> so, so what's your favourite obstacle at Tough Mother? Because I've got some beasts. Obviously. Yeah. So, I, I guess, I guess, like, I don't really know. Um, I guess it varies. Um, I do like Funky Monkey, which is the. Uh, you might have seen some of my videos. It's monkey bars kind of up, and then two like horizontal wheels, and it's over water. So if you fall, you're going to get wet um that's probably my favorite it's probably one of the harder ones actually it probably is the hardest one other than the electric shock um yeah so i think i'd be interested to see how um because it's not just straight monkey bars it is going up and then down so uh so yeah it's kind of you've got to deal with the incline of, of monkey bars going up as well so i think that, i think that's my favorite that's the one i look forward to the most okay so the monkey bars are kind of like at a slanted angle either side and then in the middle you've got two sort of um wheels that you grab over they spin onto yeah. the other one okay yeah exactly that so yeah monkey bars up on like a diagonal and you've got two horizontal wheels which will spin and you need to have momentum to swing to the next one and then yeah then uh, a few monkey bars down onto the onto the next platform uh and then yeah like the amount of times where you see people get all the way to the end and then fall in just before the last platform it's quite uh, uh it's quite a uh, heart wrenching seeing that I've done it my fair few times where I've got to the last bit and just my grip just went. So uh, yeah, yeah. Um, let's hope for a warm day so that the grip uh, grip stays well. <laughs> yeah, well, April. That's uh, that's asking a lot. I think, isn't it? <laughs> it's, uh, it's a bit early, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's loads of tough mothers though. I think this year, isn't there? There's quite a few. Yeah, well, I mean, there's, there's actually no more than there's no more than there usually is. Actually, they they tend to put on. Um, quite a few events so there's like there's midlands there's one in london west which is actually hosting the spartan trifecta weekend this year as well um the site's really good quite hilly though so if you either of you two are going to london west for spartan um be prepared for those hills um they've got london south which is like their flagstone event southwest uh scotland and northwest so yeah quite a few weekends more than spartan have done the last couple of years yeah i was gonna say going to scotland you're going up up well past Watford Gap right so yeah yeah I mean I mean if you like if you like um if you like it at Midlands yeah there's plenty of other op uh, options for you if I sign up to any more races I'll get my I'll get my ass kicked <laughs> if I sign up to any more so no, I'm, I'm forbidden for the rest of this year <laughs> so obviously we mentioned that you, you obviously done you know 33 tough mothers um what was it that made you want to try Spartan? And, and what was your first Spartan? Um, yeah, so I guess what made me want to start Spartan was a lot of the, um, obviously, the rivalry back then, if any of you remember, was quite fierce. Like Spartan people used to kind of, well, the perception was the Spartan people used to look, look down on Tough Mudder. Tough Mudder people used to look down on Spartan. It was could get quite nasty although I don't actually think there, there was actually much nastiness um and I was always kind of one to think down on Spartan but I thought no I can't really join in with these people thinking down on them and not actually have done one so let's let's just dip my toe in so it was first one was a super in 
Midlands 2019, which I think probably is one of the nicer courses. I've not done a huge amount of courses for Spartan, but it's one of their it's like one of their mainstays. Um, uh, <laughs> first impression was I hated it. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is a lot harder than people think it is. Um, uh, especially the Atlas carry. I literally, I think I walked up to the Atlas carry and back then the rule was you had to pick it up, put it down, five burpees, pick it up, move it back. Um, so yeah, back then I remember doing it thinking, what what the hell have I, what, why am I doing this? Um, and for some reason I finished it and I guess why everybody carries on is that you get given the time and I'm very, I'm quite a competitive person. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to come back and beat that. <laughs> so despite hating it initially, um, I got the bug and now I did the ultra, did a, um, did the one in the trifecta championship abroad and um, yeah, doing this. Yeah, I, was, I actually love it now. Um, I guess it's uh, the feeling of accomplishments kind of a bit, bit different than Tough Mudder. Um, and the medals are cool, although I'm not too sure on this year's medal if you've either of you seen it. Um, yeah, we had this debate um, a couple of days ago. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're, they're quite like plain and simple, aren't they? Yeah, it's like I guess they look good in, in that regard, like quite, yeah, like you said, plain and simple. But I just loved the Greek theme of last year with the patterns, I just thought that was really, uh, really quite good. So, um, yeah, a bit disappointed, but I guess I guess I had to move on. Each year has to be different. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what that buckle's like this year. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've <laughs> I've signed up to the ultra and what? Yeah, did you review two run whales? I don't think you did, did you? No, no. Of course, it was absolutely horrible. Um, but for some reason, I've signed up to the ultra this year. So, <laughs> thing is, though, it's it's at the right time of year though, because whales in in June. Yeah, June. Yeah, yeah. Whales in June versus whales in October. You might as well be in a different country. Well, like. yeah, very true. Very true. Um, I remember talking to having a bit of a debrief with Sean afterwards, and. Um, I mean, none of us expected the weather to be as as absolutely shit as it was. It was just, um, I mean, you were pretty much running through water. Like it was a like quite a shallow bit of like stream all the way around the course. Um, it was quite degrading. Um, but yeah, no, it was well. Yeah, no, it was all right. It was all right. But yeah, like you said, hopefully it'll be a nicer weather, nicer conditions in June than in October. <laughs> it wasn't even October. It was Halloween, wasn't it? It was. It was November, pretty much. Jesus. Yeah. Hopefully, well, you know, it's up in the air if I can make it at the moment. So you'll, you'll be there, mate. Hopefully, mate. Hopefully. I can't control these things. That's true. So now my hands, all I can say is Vicky, Vicky will be eating curries <laughs> for about two weeks before. Um, yeah, so you did the ultra in... Was it 2019? Is that when you did your first one? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I attempted the Ultra in 2019, uh, and that was the one you were at, Dan, uh, in Perth, and I um, I got halfway and I, I stopped. I, I um, decided not to go out for the second lap um, just because I, I hated it. I don't. I think I was really underprepared. I think I mentally underestimated the size size of the task. Um, I was on my own as well. Um and then, yeah, finished it really in a foul mood, really like really low. And I thought I'm going to come back and do it again. Obviously, COVID happened, so I couldn't do it in 2020. And then, um, yeah, came back last year, 2021, in different part. I feel the course was a lot nicer than Perth. And I guess, a, I guess, the reason why I signed up for Wales is 
a little part of me feels like it was a bit I mean it's not easy because as Sean said you're still running 30 miles um, and doing 50 60 obstacles but um, like I felt that it wasn't too bad so whereas I know with Wales it's going to be hard so I guess it's kind of I want to make sure that I've done it in more than one venue um, and then I could probably say goodbye to, to doing the ultra again but who knows I'll probably sign up ne- next year knowing me um, but yeah um, yeah Dan what was your thoughts on the ultra in 2019 because <laughs> you, uh, you, you managed it yeah that was the first one I've ever done and I only, literally only done it because Lisa I don't know do you know Lisa Dura? yeah I ran the ultra with her this year last year yeah see I, I ran that one Perth with her because you know, she always went to do one I was like all right yeah, yeah I'll sign up <laughs> bit like what Colin does to me, he'll text me, do you want to do this race? And, and now I've started doing it to him to get him back. <laughs> but yeah, so I was running with someone all the time and I think that did help massively. So I can understand where you running on your own, you struggled. Yeah. And I always remember that bucket, extra bucket carry. It was like that, a that... kilometre loop of just mm. bucket carries. And I remember sitting on my bucket thinking, I've paid a shitload of money to be carrying mm. a stupid bucket full of stones around here. <laughs> and I just yeah. sat there and I was thinking, why? Yeah, so that, that's what that's what did it for me in 2019, doing that bucket carry. And yeah, it probably took me about 45 minutes to get through that. And like, it yeah. shouldn't take you that long. But uh, yeah, no, I remembered and that, at that point, I was like, I'm going to stop at halfway. I'm not, gonna, I'm not doing this again. Yeah, not, was, not coming was, back out for more yeah, of this. It was knowing that you've got to go back out and do that loop again with that bucket. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, going to what you said, because I ran with, yeah, I ran with Lisa and two of her friends and um, yeah, company all the way was just, there was no point of a race where I was on my own and it definitely made the difference for a longer race like that. Um, yeah, so Whereas next year, unless you're you're signing up for the ultra, I think I'm on my own. So we'll 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 see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I keep tell, telling Colin he needs to do an ultra. So yeah, I will, mate. Next year I will sign up for one. Yeah, well, I'll sign up for one with you. We'll yes. do that. We'll do that deal. Yeah, cool, mate. No, I've told you, I'm concentrating <laughs> on the series this year, mate. Yeah. When they bloody release it. Take yeah, this. I know. I'm still interested to see which one they use a sprint at in the series or if they do this year with them all being trifecta weekends yeah god knows mate god knows can't win it because we're already missing the first one <laughs> true <laughs> but um yeah so but yeah so you laid some demons to rest then in scotland this year tom yeah yeah absolutely it, it felt good finishing thinking uh yeah putting those demons to rest um yeah yeah no it was good um and yeah made me thirsty for another one so um so yeah, I enjoyed it that much. So uh, yeah, but I mean, if, if they had said that the next the next one was back in Perth, I don't think I would have signed <laughs> signed up because um, that was horrendous. <laughs> and then was it a week after you finished this ultra? <laughs> you, uh, you 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 went out for a, a long run or something, didn't you? Yeah, just just a just a casual a casual twenty six point uh, two miles <laughs> in, in in London um, with a couple of other people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. I was um I was really lucky to get a place in London Marathon. It was uh I'm I'm actually not going to lie. I wasn't going to sign up um because I had such a crowded um calendar with the ultra as well. Um I wasn't going to sign up with then Jasmine my um uh my partner my fiance uh 
put into the ballot. And I was like, oh, I can't have her get it and not me. And uh, lo and behold, she was unsuccessful when I got the place. Um, and then um, I was going to just uh, defer it to 2023, uh, 2022. And, um, and then they released the date of it and it clashed with something else that I had going on. And I thought, oh, let's just do it. Let's just do it after the, after the ultra. Like I'm not going to do the marathon to get a PB because I've done a marathon before. Um, I was just like, you don't get many opportunities to do under marathon. So, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So 30 miles around Scotland and then, um, yeah, 26 miles around London. <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel after that? Um, sore, tired. Emotion- emotionally, I think I was a bit drained and it was really hard to find motivation because obviously it was only three, four weeks after that. It was the, the Welsh Trifexa weekend and the beast was the first race I was going to do as age group. Um, Cause the rest of them was, was just opens that I've done, but um, Sean and Jesse convinced me to do uh, age group. So I, I jumped in at the beast, which probably was not the best idea, but um, it was just, I found it so hard getting motivation after doing so much just to get going again. Um, mm. And then after Wales, um, yeah, I think I just crashed. I did probably have about three weeks off exercise or no meaningful exercise. Um, so definitely kind of, and I guess as well, I don't know whether how many events you two did last year, but because of COVID and the first half of the year got pushed back to the latter half, like September and October were so congested. So I had the first weekend in September. No, it was the second weekend in September. I had a triathlon at Blenheim Palace. The weekend after was a Tough Mudder weekend. Then it was the Ultra. Then it was London Marathon. Um, so I was just so kind of exhausted and mentally drained. Now that my butt, like I had been able to stop for a couple of days without focusing on anything else. My body was just, I went to go out for a run and it was just like, nah, we're, we're resting for a couple more days. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether any of you have found that after quite a busy, busy calendar that you just just lose a bit of motivation and just can't seem to, to get the engine going? Um, no, his, traditionally I lose motivation around November sort of time. That's partly my own fault because I go away the start of every November and get smashed for a week. <laughs> and it take, and as, as I get older, it takes me about two weeks to get over it. Over it. <laughs> so, um, But I know what you mean. I mean, July I had... What did I have to do? I had to do Man versus Coast, then two oh, weeks nice. after Man versus Lakes on the hottest day of the year at midday, which was hard. And then the week after that, I had the Spartan Super and Sprint at um, Midlands. Uh, but after that, I, I took a week off like running. I still did some exercise like elliptical and bike and lifting weights, but there was no running, but then I got back into it. But yeah, races were really condensed last year, and I think they will be again this year, just because no one's putting anything on yeah. early doors. Yeah, and Dan, I, I remember seeing um, seeing on your Facebook or Instagram that um, you obviously you did World's Highest OCR, which was incredible. Like I nearly went on that, but didn't you struggle a little bit with motivation after that? Yeah, literally, as soon as I got back from that, I think a lot of it was the quarantine. Mm. being stuck in a quarantine hotel do you know what I mean you go from being out there to doing the amazing challenge and then literally nothing and I yeah I had zero motivation for a good month or so and it wasn't until I like signed up with the primal team that I got my motivation back 
And yeah, I just kind of like didn't know what to do with myself really. Because, you know, I think you're very similar to me. You, you have to have something to look forward to, something yeah. to focus your training on and stuff. And I kind of didn't. Um, and that's why like, I was like, right, I'm going to, I've been saying like this year or last year, I'd, I would sign up for the age group on Spartan. And I just kept putting it off, putting it off. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to fucking buy my season ticket. Then it's done. Then I know I'm actually on it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what's kind of spurred me on now to, to get into some sort of routine. But um, going back to your like London Marathon, um, what did you personally think of that? Like the whole experience of that? It was, um, of course, yeah, you're doing it next year, aren't you? Um, yeah, it was, it was really strange because you, like, I don't really know London that well. Um, I've, not, I've not been to London a huge amount. Like, I know I've got relatives that live in North London, but um, yeah, we arrived at like the start point, which is like below Greenwich. Um, and it was just a field and I was a bit like oh, okay like there's people around and there's buzz everywhere but it was just a field um and then like we funneled in our like start pens up to the start line and like for a good like you hit I can't pronounce it but the big ship um which is like one of the, one of the like iconic points in the course you hit that at about 10k and that's really exciting because there's lots of buzz there's lots of cameras there's lots of people but then after that it was pretty much just like street running and it was like it could have just been like a bristol 10k like or, or or whatever it wasn't until the latter half where you come up to tower bridge and um and then you go um you go from there where things start to get picked up but then that's the latter half that's the ha latter half of the race so i remember crossing um uh tower bridge yeah got got photos got a selfie with with, with the landmark and like the mile signs but then it drops off a bit again. You're back on just normal streets, not much support because the, all of the support's kind of up those key key areas. Um, so is that is that like mile, probably like mile 17, 18, 19, where I found that the toughest. Like there was, you were close. You feel like you're closer to the end. You're close to the end, but you still got like eight miles to run. <laughs> and I remember I just hit 15 miles, actually. I remember my brother texting me um saying you've got 40 percent to go and i was like that's a horrible statistic <laughs> you may as well have said you've still got 11 miles but 40 percent was horrible <laughs> i remember reading it because at, at that point because i i didn't make a promise that i was going to run the whole thing i very much was like if i need to walk i'll walk like i'd, I'd run the ultra to uh, a week beforehand so I ran nonstop up until mile 15 so he messaged me pretty much just as i stopped to start walking and um, yeah, just to see you've got, I, I know he was trying to help, but it definitely did the opposite effect. <laughs> um, but like, despite kind of being quite quiet in places and not really feel, feeling like a big special event that kind of you had like, gl like globally, like recognized athletes in the front of the, in the front of the waves, um, it all kind of made up for it. Just like, I turned my headphones off with two miles to go. Um, because the support were just incredible. It was so loud. I wouldn't have been able to really hear the music anyway because the support was so loud. And um, I remember stopping to walk just because, like, again, like, I was happy to just, like, catch my breath a little bit. But because there's so many people there, as soon as you stop, um, and because I, I, um, I had a little name tag um, so that people would shout your name, which does, like, 
it, it does give you a bit of a pick-me-up but at the same time people are like oh Tom come on no you're, you're doing really well and it's just like oh I just want to walk for a little bit I'm not struggling just let me just let me. but because they're like cheering you on you're like oh, fine fuck it I'll just have to I'll just, I'll just get a bit of a job going um but yeah no it was yeah it was a good event um glad I did it um yeah, there were areas where you're a bit like, oh, is this actually supposed to be like an iconic bucket list race? But the, the end does make up for it, um, definitely. Um, yeah, no, it was good. Yeah, definitely. Yes, it sounds like you had it because I had done it in 2014. And like okay. the ending bit for you sounds like how it was all the way around for me. So uh, okay. I, I guess because of COVID and stuff like that, with yeah, restrictions maybe. and that, um, they weren't as many people. That's uh, so why I was yeah. interested see like how it was for you but it sounds like you had like quite a lot of really tough tough times around there yeah it, w- it wasn't too bad uh, but yeah there were there were moments where I mean at no point did I want to just turn around and quit um like I'm, I'm quite headstrong um but there were times where I was a bit like right okay I've got I've got this much left like I very much do get in my own head quite a lot and um I do remember I posted a photo of uh three miles to go and um, i remember sean um team great sean messaging me being like oh it's only a park run come on uh it's just like oh, it's not just a park run though is it because it's a park run that's pretty that's uh following another 23 miles says the, um, says the coach who openly admits he hates running yeah yeah <laughs> But no, it was, yeah, I think you're right. And also it was a different time of year. It was October, whereas usually it's in April, isn't it? Yeah, it's October so again this year. Yeah, I think it moved back to April in 2023. Um, but yeah, no, it was, um, I'm really glad I did it, but I'm not in a rush to put my name back in the ballot. Like, I think I was so lucky to get to get a space after my second attempt and also I wasn't really supposed to put my name in it was just because I was overly competitive with my partner um so I was so lucky to get a place I'm very like so you see people like comment on the London Marathon like Facebook and Instagram pages that have been putting their names in for like 15 years and not being able to get a space so it's like I not that one person not putting their name in is going to make a difference but I've done it now I've got the medal got the t-shirt got the experience I'll I'll do it again if I have the opportunity, but I'm not going to put my name back in for a little while. Yeah, see, when when I see like I see them post all the time about oh, I've I've put in for like ten years, or whatever. I always think just do it for charity. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There's so many charity places. I know you have to raise like they normally say like twelve hundred pound or something. But if you really wanted to tick that off your bucket list, you could easily raise that money. Yeah, but I yeah, think no, there are ways around there if you if it if it means that much to someone to do. Yeah, no, I, I think I agree. Um, but I guess it depends. I guess it depends on the individual as well. Like, I'm sure we'll, we'll come on to my fundraising in a, in a bit. But um, obviously, people do have charities that are really close to their heart. And like, part of me did think, if I didn't get in, would I consider a charity place? And so there wasn't a huge amount of charities that I'm that passionate about to try and pester people for money compared yeah. to the one, Wells Air Ambulance, which is um, important to me, who don't have the... the charity places so i guess i'm not saying that's for everyone um but i think that would be a battle i would have is how can i charity whichever charity you do run for would be amazing and they'd be grateful but it depends like could you really passionately get behind it if you have another charity that's important yeah. to you yeah sorry because I, I don't pay any attention to like the london 
qualifying for it. But so can you only run for certain charities for the London Marathon to get a, a place, as in the ones they choose? No, so, um, so you enter the ballot and it is just luck of the draw. But then a number of charities will have a number of places where you can have a place in the London Marathon if you raise, well, I don't even think it's if you raise, but the requirement is to raise X amount. So, right. yeah, I think Dan just said one, like 1,200. Um, I know some people that ran for Mind a couple of years ago and their requirement was two and a half grand. So, um, yeah, so it's not, that's not the only way to run London Marathon. That would be, um, that'd be great for the charities because they probably raise so much, but um, no, it's just that that is not that that is an option if you don't get in the ballot. It's the charity place. Yeah, you can also qualify as well, can't you? Age group, I think. Yeah, yeah, I like think a good so. for age um, or something. Yeah, I mean, you need to be like my age group is. Um, I think I looked at good for age, and I think you'd need to do it in two hours forty-five. I think um, I'm nowhere near that fast. <laughs> I, I'm quite quick over the five k distance. I backed myself in a five k sprint, but. Um, not a marathon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, Tom, you've alluded to your, your fundraising charity work. Um, you know, feel free to elaborate on that, mate, because I know it's something that's important to you. Yeah, so um, I've actually been planning this for a little while. Um, and then COVID happened and pushed everything back. So I, I've done lots of, like, charity kind of events for the Wales Air Ambulance because they saved my late grandfather's life um, a couple of times they've needed the service and um, they they run like solely on donations so um, um, so I've been wanting to do a couple of events to, to raise money for them so back in 2013 I did a, a quite a big bike ride and then I've done a handful of events historically and then I wanted to do like um, four big events which is um, climbing Kilimanjaro so um, I've got that it's supposed to be this year, but it's actually going to be the year after because of COVID. I'm putting, putting it back. Um, the Ironman, because that has been something I've been wanting to do for quite a long time. Um, World's Toughest Mudder. So it's Tough Mudder, five mile laps, but for 24 hours, um, which I'll, I'll explain a little, little bit more in a minute. And then it was the Spartan Ultra because I failed in 2019. So it's four big events. Um, I've labelled it with help from other people. I've labelled it Endure Four. Um, and I've got a nice little logo, which has some hexagons, which you can probably see on my on my hoodie. Um, so, yeah, so I've currently done and I also kind of will have some contributing events like London Marathon. I've kind of used that as well. So I've ran the ultra so far as well as London Marathon. Then this year I've got the Ironman in September and then World's Toughest Mudder in in November. And then in 2023, I'll do Kilimanjaro. Um, but uh yeah, so I've currently raised, actually, today I hit 3,600, so it's quite a phenomenal yeah. amount. I'm quite surprised at the, the increase that is kind of the, how, how the trajectory it's been on. Um, I'm not sure how much more I can raise, because uh, most of the people I've tested to sponsor me have now sponsored me. So, um, uh, But we do have over a year left, so um, it would be great to, to see that number go up even more. But um, yeah, so this year is really congested with um, with not tiny events uh, with a 24-hour um, Tough Mudder. So the format is it's five mile laps and then the idea is just do as many laps as you can. They'll open and close um, obstacles throughout the night and throughout the day. So no lap will be the same. 
Um, I think they put the uh, like the ice, the um, the ice water events on in the middle of the night because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so it's something that I've been wanting to do for ages. I've actually been booked on for the last couple of years, but 2020, obviously, we all know what happened there. And it's, it's, in, the, it's in America as well. So um, last year, I was supposed to do it in 2021, and then America only opened their borders up quite late on. Like a few people from the UK were still able to go out, but um, it was too, by that point, I'd already cancelled my holiday with, um, with work. And I could, then couldn't get the annual leave um so 2022 and it's in florida so um i've never been to the states and i've heard florida is nice so we'll see <laughs> lots of crocodiles um, <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah so in a nutshell yeah four big events um endurance events I, i'm labeling them so 30 mile spartan ultra tick uh 24 hours my goal is to get 10 laps so that'd be 50 miles but I think just to keep going for the 24 hours is the actual goal. I'm not going to put like a set mileage on because not saying Florida will be really cold, but a couple of years ago it was in Atlanta and they had like a freak like snowstorm. And like you see pictures where like people's beards are just covered in ice and like people's water is just frozen up. And I don't think there was, I don't think many people got quite high, um, high mileage in that in that year so i think it's just to to keep going for the 24 hours and then the iron man is going to be um absolutely brutal um yeah 2.4 mile swim um 112 mile cycle then a marathon so yeah that's going to be horrendous um uh, my mum, because my like, i got my family going to come down and support for that and they asked uh how long did i did it did i think it would take and my response was, I imagine it would take the full time I'm allowed, which I think is about 17 hours. Um, <laughs> I'm not putting any time pressure on trying to finish the Ironman in under a certain time. It's just finish. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, the last one would be Kilimanjaro then, because it's um, both my uncles have climbed it. It's something I've always really wanted to do. Um, and I thought, why not tie that in with the rest of the, the big events and, and make that kind of a bit of a series out of it. Um, and I've already picked Dan's brains a couple of times about, uh, about Kilimanjaro, though no obstacle course at the top for me. Um, just, just simple climb. Um, yeah. Yeah. So no, yeah, it's, um, it's going really well. Trains go well. Obviously, you, uh, I've been enlisted the help of Team Grit and Sean and Jesse have been phenomenal. Like, I'm not sure I would have been able, I, I might have been able to finish the ultra had I not been signed up with them, but they certainly made it um, more achievable and the support they give, like Colin, you'll know, like they're, yeah. they're always really engaging. And um, yeah, I can't, um, can't thank them enough for the work they're doing and the work they are doing with me for the rest of them. So yeah, no, it's, uh, it's just, um, yeah, it's really draining as well. <laughs> um, I don't know, because Dan, you've done a lot of fundraising. I don't know whether you find that, um, it does take up quite a lot of your mind capacity just thinking about thinking about it um yeah yeah it's hard. I, I find it quite demoralizing at times as well because people just see you raising money but they don't see the hours and hours that you do at home behind the scenes to set up fundraisers and you know the hours it takes to contact companies for help and everything uh, and it's you know I had for like Killy recently, 
I sent like a hundred letters to local companies to try and help cover the extra costs of quarantine and stuff. And I had like two companies reply. And if, you know, and it's, people don't see that side of it. They just, they just see you doing the, the events. A bit like anything you train for. No one sees really your training, what you do before. Um, so yeah, it is, I find fundraise, I find it really rewarding. Mm. Um, it's a bit like a lot of my stuff I do. Um, I would like write letters to like Formula One teams, football clubs, celebrities and stuff. Um, a lot of the time you'll get a reply. It's like this week I had some uh, Renault F1 team sent me like a limited edition, like signed photos and stuff and a whole oh, pack. Wow. So it's little things like that, that once you've been doing fundraising for a few years, you get to know some contacts mm-hmm. and, you know, some details. And, you know, I'll ha- if, you, if you want some help, mate, I'll ha- happily help you try and get some more fundraising in like that. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, because I found I just literally spam Facebook and Instagram and people like I'll, I'll, I'll pester and I'm sure um, I'm sure sometimes they'll see my name pop up and think, oh, no, what's he harassing me for? <laughs> um it's either to do a tough mother or it's to sponsor him um so i apologize to all my friends that have done that too um but yeah like yeah i i yeah i agree and yeah any any help will be will be great i mean i i don't have a target of how much i would like to raise but um i have worked out that if i raise another 1500 i would have raised in total with my previous fundraisers 10 grand for wells our ambulance in total which is quite a nice kind of number to finish fundraising on but i mean i've already raised like a phenomenal amount so much more than i thought i would so um yeah but like i said there's still there's still over a year left on the on the fundraiser so yeah any help would be hugely appreciated yeah the main tip is to um just direct message people (laughs) because then they can't deny they've seen what you're doing yeah (laughs) that was the thing i I used to have loads of people say oh i didn't see you as fundraising and you're like you've liked my posts on social media. So that's why I direct message it to people now. <laughs> so you can actually, you got proof. I know that you're lying, it. <laughs> yeah. Also, Tom, um, tag us and stuff on the wild runners, mate. We'll happily share it. Oh, well. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Thank, thank you. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm quite, I'm quite big for sharing like my runs and my, and my cycles. Um, and it's, it's t- t- it took me a while to start tagging team grit in, um, and I started tagging the uh, wild runners, so I'll definitely, uh, yeah, keep going with that. Um, it's just force of habit to just just tag Team Grit, so I'll uh, need to get into the habit of tagging you guys as well. Yeah, no, no, go for it, mate. Um, <laughs> like I said, I mean, I typically share people's stories and stuff like that. They, well, most of them. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you send any stories to your fundraising, mate, I'll have or anything, I'll happily share it, mate. It's cool nice one yeah yeah it's all it's all appreciated it's just as well like people people just being aware of what i'm doing and why i'm doing it yeah yeah and yeah. later on the year like i said you're more than welcome to come on this again and do an update and let us know you know how you got on yeah we should do a before and after the iron man and see see how my tone has changed uh, that's it. With, a, with 140 miles um in my legs afterwards <laughs> yeah that's it what was it what is it that made you want to do an iron man um, it's just something I've always wanted to do for like probably about 10, 15 years. I've always just liked the sound of it. Like, I guess I was never really that sporty in school, never really did much exercise. I blended into the background and then like 
I don't know, the whole concept of Iron Man, like you can call yourself an Iron Man, like you, you've conquered something that not many people would want to or have done. Um, it's just kind of a nice, well, not really a nice, but um, a, a brutal event to aspire to. And like, it took me a couple, it took me a, a while to actually commit to it. Um, and I've actually gone in to do Ironman Wales, which apparently is one of the harder ones on the on the circuit. So um, yeah, nice uh, nice Welsh Welsh hills there for me. So um, yeah, no, I've just always wanted to do it. I don't really know why. I don't. I can't really trace. I usually can trace back my ambitions to a kind of a key point. Um, like I've said about Tough Mudder and touched on that, and also why I like, raise money. Um, but I don't know. The Ironman has just always kind of been in, in the forefront. So. Um, it is something that I plan on doing and never doing again. Uh, it's not going to be like um, like the ultra where I finish it and think that's it and done. It's like, oh no, actually I could give this another go. I feel I feel the demand and the time commitment the Ironman will require. And I'm not quite there yet. I definitely need to put more hours, especially in the pool. Um, I've, I've heard it just takes over. Like I know a few people who um, have done it and they say literally like six months before you're swimming before work and immediately after you're either going for a run or you're going to, you're, you're cycling it's just that sort of commitment um yeah i feel it's definitely going to be a one-time thing unless i don't succeed um which we won't think like that but if i don't then i'll be back <laughs> yeah i'm sure i mean if that was his name is that like, i am cowboy can do it doesn't he do 100, oh my 100 God. days yeah when i heard about him like what why like why would you do that? 50 50 iron man and he recently did um a hundred, a hundred Ironmans in a hundred days. Yeah. Like I really, I would really could like question your sanity. Um, why you would do that. <laughs> you must be really kind of ambitious, but like, I mean, I, I credit it. He did it. Uh, Cause I was following him on Instagram, but um, also why? <laughs> like, what have you got to prove? You've already done the 50, 50, 50. Like, do you, do you need to prove that you can do a hundred Ironmans in a hundred days? But, I mean, he has now. No one can take that away. Um, but that's not something I'll aspire to. Should we say that? Yeah, I think he he's just got something where he can just zone out, like he you know, and he's he's just in that pain cave. He enjoys being in it, so he can just carry on going through it. But yeah, yeah I, I watched the documentary when he did the like the fifty in the fifty states, like yeah. fifty days, and Jesus Christ, he was killing himself. To start off yeah with. yeah i mean uh, yeah the, the i would i would love to kind of know the stress on your body and your mind as well like because imagine getting to 50 and you're then like i'm only halfway i've, I've done 50 days what's that like that two months or a month and a half mm. but i've still got another six weeks to go <laughs> yeah i mean that's awesome like oh no that's absolutely um, yeah no absolutely um yeah, I could never do something like that. Um, I could never fund something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. He's, he must have some serious sponsors. And yeah, I, was, I mean, yeah, that's a, it's a good name to get behind you, isn't it? Yeah. So you, you mentioned earlier, obviously, that your uh, fiance was trying to sign up for the London Marathon. Is she like a, a, a runner, a OCR yeah, runner? So, um, yeah, she's had a, um, she, she is a, a wow. Well, yeah, she's a runner and she's done, she did London Palace Triathlon with me last year. Uh, she's done a couple of 10Ks and a half marathon. And I, I think a goal of hers is to do London Marathon um, at some point. Um, 
she's not into OCR. <laughs> um, she did do a Tough Mudder 5K with me and hated it. And um, every time I jokingly suggest her doing it again, she uh, before I even finished the question, it's absolutely not. So um, I now know where she and she's not she's not attempted a Spartan. So um, and I, I don't think I don't think I'd even try and get her to to sign up for a Spartan. Um, yeah, she's much more of a a road run. Um, person which each to their own yeah that's it what about any of your partners have they um have they dipped into ocr i think i've seen a few posts that they have yeah my missus she does ocr so i'm quite lucky really so she's got a season pass as well so oh nice yeah that's that's one perk of having like a personal trainer as a (laughs) as a missus i guess oh brilliant (laughs) yeah a bit different to colin no, my wife thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> no. my, son, my son's booked in for his first leg. Oh, nice. He, he, he can't wait to do it. No, he's really looking forward to it. So it's just like, that's, that's all OCR is, isn't it? It's just, you know, she used to be a kid and right. play a mud yeah, and, play and, and just go a, on a climbing frame. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. Um, Dan, have you got any questions? You will fire up, Tom, or shall I uh, get some that were team grip fired into us yesterday? Oh, I was just wondering what else what else is on that bucket list of yours? So you touched on oh. Kilimanjaro and yeah, Iron Man. Um Yeah, so in terms of in terms of like events and like physical activity, it's it's the Iron Man, Kilimanjaro, World Stuff is Mudder, which hopefully by next July I would have ticked all of them off. Um I guess I've not really thought too much more beyond that because those are three big, um, big events that I'm planning in quite a short space of time. Um, the only other one which I would love to do would be the Abbots. So I've already done London, so I would love to do the rest of the world majors. So Tokyo, Berlin, Boston, New York, and Chicago. Um, that would be quite cool to do all six. Um, but I don't really know what else. Um, I guess I'm very much a sort of person who will see something and think, now nah, that's ridiculous. And then my mind will play on it. And then it's like, well, if I did this, this, and this, then I could do that. And that's how World's Toughest Mudder started. It was like when I started doing Tough Mudder and somebody told me about, oh, you could do it for 20, 24 hours. It's like, nah, that's ridiculous. I'm not, I'm not doing that. And then I started doing more Tough Mudders. And it's like, nah, I'm still not doing them. And then like, I think it actually sometimes it's really simple as just seeing some cool merch and just be like, that looks cool. Okay, well, what, could I do it then? And then I just, my mind just, my it plays out like that. And then I just set my sights on it and then, and then I do it um, or I, I, I jump for it. Um, how I signed up for the Ultra in 2019 was because I saw somebody signed up and it had a cool logo. And I was like, that looks really, that looks really cool. Let's, let's give that a go. Um, so it definitely was undercooked going into that one. Um, yeah, no, other bucket list would just be other of the world marathons. Um, yeah, how about you? Because you've done some pretty big stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mine's kind of like away from sports. It's a bit like um, wing walking and a few crazy things like that. I think like sports-wise, it's it's pretty much there. I'd be quite mm. happy to not do any other like massive events. But I, yeah. I, I would love to do an Ironman. That's something I'd... But, I'm like terrible at swimming, so I think yeah. I'd be all right on the on the bike and uh, running. But yeah, yeah, it, it's on the list to do. I'd like to do it before I'm forty. 
only a couple of years left. <laughs> How about you, Colin? Have you got any uh, bucket list um, events? Um, I mean, I'd like to climb Kilimanjaro. Um, I mean, in terms of events, not not really. There's race like, you know, the the lap uh, race, which is a uh, one round Windermere. I'd like to do that. Um, ultras, I keep looking at ultras, and I will will do one. Um, but I'd like to do things like do the Pennine Way. Uh, not run it, just walk it. Um, I'm currently trying to complete the Wainwrights. That's something that's quite. Um, quite high on my list of things I want to get done. Um, but yes, I didn't really. I mean, I don't do sort of like fundraising or anything like like Dan does. Obviously, I help out with the wild one and stuff. So no, I just like to do things for a personal challenge. But I'm very much if I see something and it looks like, yeah, that's going to hurt. I kind of gravitate towards that sort of stuff. Nice. Right, so let's see what Team Grips think because they did send in some good uh, good questions. Um, oh God! <laughs> so uh, okay, uh, so what would you say to someone looking to set a big challenge that others call crazy? Um, I would say like I would come at it from the point of view being like. Uh, nothing's crazy. Anybody can set the, anybody can achieve anything they want, providing they put the, the time and effort and have the support. Um, like I've had a few um, people I know call me um, when I've posted about. I think it was when I signed up to the ultra this year. They they said I was addicted, and I that really triggered me. It was like that's that's a really horrible phrase to do it. As, um, but I think why not? Like if you if you want to if you want to sign up to something and you want to. You, you really want to achieve it, then break the task down, get a training plan, set mini goals, and then the whole the whole um, event doesn't seem too daunting. Um, and if other people call it crazy, then they're just jealous because they can't do it themselves or they, they would never set them set their sights on something so big. So um, that would be my response if somebody came to me and said, I've got this planned, but other people are saying I'm really crazy. I'd be like, well, what's wrong with that? Like, they're just, they, they clearly don't think they can do it, so... Yeah, break it down, make sure you get the work in and, and give it a go. And touching on something you just said, if someone said to me you're addicted to it, I'd be like, well, there's worse things you can be addicted to. Yeah. A lot worse. Was, um, yeah, no, absolutely. And it's, it's, I think there's very much it, it. I think the word addicted is uh, implies that there's a dependency on it. And I guess with COVID, I don't know how you two um, felt during 2020 when there were no events but like myself as well as probably loads of other people um mental health did go through the floor because there was just no form of like an outlet um so i guess there is a slight dependency on it but I, it's not something that there would be a huge dependency as somebody who let's say had genuine problems with with substance abuse or something um but yeah you know, there's certainly nicer um worse things to be have have issues with but if it's a hobby, if it's a hat, if it's pastime, it's uh, it's a lifestyle. It doesn't you don't need to kind of put that negative tone of, of addiction to it, mm. um, which was my attitude. And um, I spoke to Jessie about it as well um, after it happened, uh, and yeah, she said said very similar things because um, the person that said that I was addicted also goes out probably I see from their Instagram 
once twice three times three times a week um and like i'm not a big drinker i'll have a few beers and it will hit me really hard because i have a really low alcohol tolerance but uh i um yeah i just don't, i don't i don't go out i don't i have different ways to socialize and one of them is events so um that's what i spend my money on it's it's feels my summer that's what i like to do so why not what's the problem yeah no i agree mate i'm not a big drinker um i mean geez you're talking to a raver here mate i love going <laughs> raving like honestly my ideal day would be rave uh, sorry race in the day rave at night uh, and i mean go all out raving but you can't I, I don't get people that drink every day drink multiple times a week um yeah i think just i think if you're going for a run and you know like you said mentioned 2020 um i think we i think that the world would be a lot healthier place if people did just sign up for races or just do some exercise you know there'd be a hell of a lot less strain on the nhs but that way <laughs> well yeah absolutely <laughs> um okay so next um question uh What's been your favourite challenge so far? Oh, um, oh I actually have no idea. Uh, my favourite challenge. Um, are we talking in terms of fundraiser or just general general life in in racing and OCR? Well, we, we could do both if you want, mate. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, um, Sorry, was it was it favorite favorite challenge? Favorite yeah. challenge, yeah. So, um, I guess um, probably the latter half of the ultra when I knew, like, I I, I had no doubt that I wouldn't finish it um, at all. Um, but that latter half, that last like five k, when it was mostly downhill, I think from memory. Um, was just like the end was in sight and it was like it was a long day it was an early morning we had driven up from bristol to to dumfries um which is a hell of a long drive um like on the on the friday um so it was just like and then also just because of the history and the, the demons put into rest it was just i think that was overcoming that um followed very closely by finishing the london marathon um I never thought I'd be in that position as well. So I think so far of my fundraiser, just the finishing lines. I'm sure that will change with the views from the top of Kilimanjaro. I reckon that will probably top everything. Um, Dan will be able to speak to that, I'm sure. Um, finishing the Ironman is going to be pretty, pretty an emotional um, event. I'll probably cry. Um, I'll be that drained. Um, I don't cry usually, but... I nearly cried at the end of the London Marathon. Actually, I did cry at the end of the London Marathon. Um, that emotions just run high. And then also, to, uh, I, yeah, it's not going to be finishing the events. And I guess it will be Kilimanjaro, the one I'm looking forward to the most because it's the last one. Looking at the views, thinking, ha raising however much I've raised, whatever that total is going to be, and just putting putting the, the series to bed. And um, I'm really excited for that. Um, in terms of just general racing so far, um, my favourite challenge has got to be racing in Greece. I went out on a on a whim to the Trifecta World Championship. I only went, I only did open wave. I didn't qualify for age group because I've never ran it. Um, but just like being there in a different country, surrounded by like you wouldn't you wouldn't even dream of doing that now with COVID, but surrounded by 
Americans, like Europeans, people from Australia, people from South Africa. Just like, I'm running a Spartan beast in Greece, in Sparta. Like, that's not a usual tourist place. Um, <laughs> so that's definitely been, um, actually, a funny story about that weekend as well. Um, you know the new obstacle they had this year, Eight Hanger? Yeah. Did any of you do, was that at any of the events you did, Eight Hanger? No. Nope. No, okay, so it's a rope. It, it, it looks nasty. So in Greece, it was um, it was much taller. It was off the ground. The, the if you were to drop, you drop into water. So the first event was the super, and then it went sprint, and then on the Sunday it was the beast. Um, so ape hanger was on the super, and I this was like latter half of the race. So first race in, towards the end, I climbed up the rope, but then my grip slipped, and instead of letting go of the rope, which I should have done. I kept hold of it and then I had blisters all across my fingers. And that was the first race of the free. <laughs> um, so to overcome that amount of pain, because I literally, I was thinking about just throwing in the towel and, and not finishing it. But to overcome that and then racing the beasts and do 15 miles, because it was 15 miles in like pretty much ancient Greece, because it, it wasn't, it's not that well developed over there. Um, that was probably my favourite challenge. That's probably the race I look most fondly back at. With bandages on my fingers as well. <laughs> yeah, not being funny. If you're doing OCI, you don't come over with some cuts and bruises. Have you oh, actually done one? You know. Yeah, part of the package, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. I've got scars and everything from races I've done, man. So you're, you're doing that, aren't you, Dundee? Sparta. Yeah, 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 I've been trying to get there for the last two years. <laughs> It's yeah. phenomenal. It, it's literally, you'll love it. It's, um, I might go back this year, but it's going to be the weekend before World Stuff is Mother. And it's like, I'm not sure whether I could do a brutal trifecta just before a 24 hour <laughs> race. But I've done an ultra followed by a marathon. So who knows? <laughs> That's it. If you are going out there, you're doing the whole ultra three, aren't yeah. you? You, you well, wouldn't go yeah. out there just to do a sprint. No, no, it's a hell of a long way just for a sprint. Um, yeah. Unless you're trying to make up the trifectas um, total. Um, yeah, so I haven't committed to that yet, but um, no, nah, mate, you'll you'll love it. It's um it's phenomenal, and everybody else who's been out will not say a bad thing about it. Like the locals are really friendly. Like everybody just gets involved. Yeah, hopefully it goes ahead this year. I'm sure it will because obviously Abu Dhabi went ahead. Uh, so hopefully um COVID. Well, well, actually, let's not say it, but hopefully it'll go ahead. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. I think financially as well, they kind of needed to go ahead because there's been well, so many people owed that race, so to speak, that. They literally mm. won't make any money from it this year. No, no, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's great. Yeah. Then the last question I've got again from Team Grit is, uh, well, I'll be careful how you answer this one. Uh, <laughs> how do you prepare for so many different challenges? Um... I don't really know. Like, I think it is just, I try not to get in my own head and look at the bigger picture. I think it is just tackle each thing at a time. Like, and I think it's something that Sean and Jesse have definitely, like, especially in the congested period last year where it was triathlon, Tough Mudder, then the Ultra. I think it was definitely don't go too hard. I guess it's it's just tackle one thing at a time. Because that's, I mean, every aspect of my life, whether it's work, personal or exercise, I will break it down into like achievable wins and like quick wins um so it, 
tackling each challenge at a time, I think I will just look to the next thing, but also conscious of what's ahead of that. So, um, yeah, so obviously, I mean, the next challenge for me is high rocks. Um, crapping myself because uh, I'm not a heavy guy. I'm not a tall guy. And uh, as Sean did it, said it perfectly when I had a, a bit of a chat with him before Christmas, said high rocks is definitely uh, aimed for people who are quite tall with the rowing, with the, with the ski. Um, so that's then. And then the one after that is Cardiff Half Marathon. So um, that's in the end of March. So I guess it's just looking forward to the next thing, getting it done, and then just hitting the reset. And that's why I think I was able to plug through a lot of last year. Um, like, I think between July and October, there was probably a grand total of four weekends where I didn't have an event on. Um, and I, I think I'm quite good at just kind of powering through and hitting the reset button. And that's why I also think I absolutely crashed after the marathon because my body had just been through the wars and like I was just emotionally exhausted. So I guess it's just, I don't want to say stay in the flow, keeping my head above water, but definitely not racing ahead, pardon the pun. Um, mm. But just, uh, yeah, trying to keep grounded, looking what's in front. Oh, good. I like that answer. Yeah, I think that's right. Just breaking it down bit by bit. And then just... And it's, it's the same for um, when, I, when I run like the longer races when I'm on my own, I, I will just break it down into, into sections. So I often will, and I don't know whether this is right, but it works for me. <laughs> I'll change my watch to looking at laps rather than total. So I'll see how, like for miles, for example, what my time for the current mile is and or what the predict, uh, predicted finish for that lap would be. Um, and I think that's so... I think it's so much better just focusing on the mile you're in or the kilometre you're in than thinking, especially for a marathon, thinking, great, I've got 25 to go. <laughs> um, but that's, that's, that's my attitude is, yeah, definitely break it down into smaller tasks. Like with a half marathon, I've, I think in my head at one point, I've been broken up into four park runs and like did it into, and visu maybe visualised my local park run as well. I've done that a few times. So yeah, d definitely just kind of breaking it down into tasks that seem achievable mm. yeah i like that lap thing i've never never heard of anyone doing that before but that's quite a good good idea that yeah no it's um i guess it distracts you but i guess if you're highly competitive and want to get really good mile times you might end up burning yourself out trying to <laughs> trying to see um how quick you can do each mile and then come especially if it's a longer race getting to the end uh, you're going to see that time go up potentially if you have the if you have the miles in no perfect um that was all the questions that we we had in dan have you got anything you want to add or shall i do the the normal I four? do the normal four yeah yeah so what i say tom you i hope you've been thinking you, you hopefully you've missed it you've listened to the podcast so it's pretty no hope you know what's coming um but yeah, four questions that we've asked every single uh, listener. They're not listener. Mm. Uh, <laughs> every single person we've had on. Um, the first one is, uh, what's your favourite brand of running gear? Oh, uh, I think for a long time, my favourite brand of running gear or just um, uh, just like fitness was Under Armour. Um, it's who I started kind of buying when I first started going to the gym and running. Um, 
but it's definitely now moved to 2XU um, for in terms of the actual gear. Running shoe-wise, I've got... Uh, my favourite running shoes are my um, my New Balance fresh foam ones. So clothes wise, two X shoe shoes would be New Balance. Okay, I've never tried any two X shoe stuff. I'll, I'll keep looking they're, at it. Um, uh, they're a bit pricey, but they're definitely mm. worth it. Um, yeah, the the quality is is just yeah, it's quite incredible. Cool. Um, so the next one is if you're you're stuck on a desert island, uh, you can run laps, you can run on this island, no problem. But what other piece of fitness equipment would you take with you? Um, hydration vest. <laughs> um, yeah, probably hydration vest. Um, yeah, I've, I've been thinking about this one for a little while. Um, and I really don't know. Um, are we assuming that you're you're without everything so you're only allowed one other bit because yep. in which case it would be the running shoes um it would be the trainers um i'd run barefoot on the desert island mates on the sand no nah, i i hate the sand oh, right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. um it gets everywhere it's not yeah i don't know i'm not i'm not a beach person per se which is great <laughs> considering i'm going to florida to do a 24-hour tough mother so um yeah. we'll see how that goes but um yeah, in that case, if no equipment at all, it would be my uh, my my running shoes. Cool. Um, so when you when you're out for a run, what what do you normally listen to? So it depends if I'm running for for time or if it's a shorter run, like under an hour. I listen to music. Um, I've got quite a good playlist, um, which completely is varied. It goes from um, Metallica um, to um, some uh, like postmodern jukebox. Uh, it's really a mixed brand in there. Um, you would be looking at it thinking, what on earth is he doing? Um, but if it's a longer run, so we're saying over an hour, then it'd be a podcast. Um, just because I know with the longer runs, it's just I just need to distract myself. If I listen to music, I'll just I would just ignore it. Um, hmm. So if you, um, for me, if I'm listening to a podcast, it's almost like I'm talking to people. Um, so I think the favourite podcast I listen to at the minute is um, Shag Married Annoyed, which is Chris Ramsey and his wife. Um, My does get a bit awkward. With, yeah, it does get a bit awkward when it's kind of quite a vile story and you're halfway out and you're like, oh, this, this is not what I need when I'm uh, halfway through a run. But um, no, it's, it's, it's quite, it's, it's a definitely a good distraction because you're not focusing on your running, you're, you're listening and you, you want to listen to it and enjoy, enjoy the content. So um, yeah, under an hour or a fast one would be some high tempo or gritty music over an hour would be would be a podcast yeah i would see chris ramsey uh um, oh nice his uh, comedy show uh back end of last year it was really good really funny uh and then last question is uh one bit what what's one bit of advice would you give to a new runner a new runner yeah um it would be um take your time um couch to 5k i think if, if they're if they're literally just starting out from no previous experience i think couch to 5k is absolutely amazing my my mum wanted to start running when i started running well running more seriously um she did couch to 5k so my mum at this point in time was 52 i think um she did couch to 5k and now she's doing half marathons um so going nice. from absolutely no running whatsoever to now running half marathons um 
if you don't really like the idea of Couch to 5K, my advice else would be get a couple of songs that aren't too long, run for a song, walk for a song, um, go somewhere that is quite picturesque, not round your neighbourhood. Um, a lot of people I found are a bit embarrassed to start running. So I've always said, go so, like drive somewhere else um, so where you're not likely to know anyone. So those would be my three bits of advice. Couch to 5K, if you don't like it, stick some music on, run, run walk intervals it, and then slowly pick up your pace and do like run for two songs, walk for one. Because um, then you're focusing on the song then. You're not focusing on actual running and then um, go somewhere new, make it a bit more exciting. Yeah, uh, all, all good advice, mate. Um, well, I think that's everything from from us. Uh, have you got any questions you want to fire up, fire away, Tom? No, I don't think so. Actually, no. I've just really, um, I, I've only re recently, in the grand scheme of things, started following you guys. I, I was always aware of you guys because I followed you down for quite a while. Lisa was obviously massively um, like an advocate for you guys wearing her top everywhere, which does look quite funky. I definitely will get one when your shop opens up again. Um, <laughs> uh no yeah I, I i yeah i was really i was quite honored that you asked me to come on and um yeah i definitely want to come back on later in the year when I'm, i've got a few more events under my belt no welcome to mate welcome to and i guess uh our last question is um are you looking forward to the tough mother yeah 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 oh, i am actually some something different like and the only races i'm really treating seriously this year are the spartans um, and even then, it's only really going to be the series ones that, you know I mean, I'm going to kill myself at. Um, <laughs> but every other race I'm doing, it's, I mean, there's two races I'm doing before that Tough Mudder, and I've literally said to Sean, just put them down, treat them as an easy, a long, easy run. Like, mm. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not really too fussed where I place or how I perform. I just want to go out and enjoy it. So that's. Quite, I'm quite chilled out about it really but yeah I'm looking forward to it mate be fun to try some new obstacles and you know do some different ones and actually do an obstacle course race with people you know I did Mud 7 with like Dan Mandy and a couple of others last year but other than that pretty much all my races I do by myself so it'd be nice to yeah no. yeah I'm the same I, I I ran a couple of tough mothers with my sister and um, a couple of and like a mate or, uh, or two but this will definitely be a new experience having 20 of us plod round. Um, maybe not plod round, that's probably a, <laughs> a bad word, but uh, uh, give it a go. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. Um, more of a merrier as well. So, Dan, if you are uh, if you are allowed to, to dip out, um, please do join. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm up to this year, mate. I'm hoping <laughs> to do my sports massage, but that's just been put back again. So, yeah, we'll see, mate. We've got, we've got a busy year and with the little boy at home as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. Keeping the finances after last year draining me. <laughs> All right, um, Tom, uh, where can people uh, find out more about you and donate if they wish? Feel free yeah, to find so, away. Um, Instagram's probably the best place. Um, my Instagram's public, so you don't need to request to follow me. Um, I think, I don't even know my Instagram handle, I think it's Mr. Tom Nicholas. Um, and then my, if you did want to donate, it's my links in my bio, um, or oh, can I remember the exact link? I think it's justgiving.com forward slash Tom Nicholas free. I don't know. Go on my Instagram and uh, have a gander. Um, I post quite a lot about what I'm doing. So uh, 
if you ever feel you want to have a have a gander, please do. Yeah, and we'll we'll put in the um, post we do about this when we release it, so people can check Cheers, it out that yeah. way as well. Yeah, much appreciated. Yeah, always. But no, it's been a pleasure having you on, mate. And um, yeah, thank you everyone for, for listening. Yeah. Cheers, Cheers, Tom. Cheers for coming on, mate. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Yeah.